It's cross-defense time. You know it's Monday, 2 p.m. Central. You're listening to cross-defense, KFUO.org. I'm your host, Reverend Tyrell Bramwell. It's good to be back with you. Thanks for tuning in again. Another week with me in the saddle, getting this thing down, enjoying our time here. We have a good show. We always have a good show. Why do I say that, right? We have a great show lined up for you today. I think every host says something like that. But really, isn't every show supposed to be a good show? And since I'm the one lining it up, what's that say if I don't have a good show for it? Anyway, anyway let's not even worry about that. Let's talk about the good show we got going on today. We have a, a pastor, a guest pastor with us. We're going to talk about the resurrection of the body. We're going to talk about, well, I don't know. Maybe you guys caught this on my YouTube channel. I posted a video on Friday about uh, the resurrection of the body, but I did it from a total goofy kind of place, just playing around with my camera, doing a little Photoshop special effects stuff. Today, we're going to talk actual resurrection theology. We're going to get into it, not just kind of have this little fluffy piece. But if you watch that video, tell me what you thought. That'd be fun. Open up that conversation. It'd be good stuff. This is the show where we equip the mind, we excite the imagination, and we comfort the soul with God's word. Because, my friends, as you know, we have a fierce foe out there. The enemy, our old evil foe, he is a fierce one at that. And our only defense is Christ on the cross. So let's get into it. We have uh, three segments lined up for you today. This one, and then we'll take a break. Another one, we'll take a break. And another one, I can do math. Rudimentary though it is. Let's welcome our guest to get us going on our first segment. The Reverend David Sutton. He uh, is on the line from Wisconsin. He used to Hello be Michigan. There. David, how are you? I am well today, Ty. I'm glad to be here with you. The last time, time we spoke, you were in a whole different state. I was in I a was. whole different state. You were. <laughs> you, you and I were moving about the same time. Yes, Closer right. to each other, but crossing over. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So uh, formerly the pastor of Our Savior in Marlette, Michigan, Currently yep. the pastor of a dual parish in Wisconsin. We have St. Paul Irma and yep. Faith Lutheran Harshaw. Did I say that right? Yep. yep, that's right. How's the transition going? It's good. It's good. You know, I mean, these are these are good, solid Lutheran people. They understand the cross. They understand the crucifixion. And they understand the resurrection, both of Christ and the body, just to kind of tie uh, it into yeah. our theme here. Hey, right? good. thanks for that. And things are going well. You're settling into uh, you're back into your home state, right? Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, good, good, good. Well, let's do this thing. Let's talk about the resurrection. And uh, let me ask you, Pastor, if your people weren't well learned in these topics, where would you start? How would you bring Ooh. it up? That was now. There's a shot over the bow. <laughs> um, you know, I, and there's so many places. There's so many places in Scripture that we can read about the resurrection. I and and preparing for this, I was thinking about that. And and I mean, you can't you can't just go to the resurrection without starting with the crucifixion. <laughs> kind of warned you about that. Before this is we true. <laughs> I mean, if if Christ doesn't die, then he can't be raised, and and we need to see his death upon the cross so that we can understand our resurrection, uh, his resurrection and ours, right? That the, that the tomb on Easter morning is empty. And, Hallelujah. And that, 
Yeah, amen. <laughs> and, and that because that tomb is empty, our tomb will be empty as well. Though our flesh may await the resurrection, when the resurrection comes, that tomb also will be empty like Christ. So where would I go? Oh, you know, I, today's devotions, and I do, a, I do a, little, a little bit like you. I'm not nearly as talented or skilled with podcasting, but I do a little bit of stuff. And I have a morning devotion, and today, and I and I follow the readings that are in the in the yearly lectionary oh, good, uh, good. for the church in your in your Lutheran service book. And today's reading was from Matthew 16, and um, it's it's Jesus talking of his 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 first prediction in Matthew of his crucifixion and resurrection. Right here, listen to this for a second. Yeah. Um, from that, and this follows right after Peter's confession, Peter's great confession: "You are the Son of the Living God." Um, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things, and from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised, right? So his death must come before his resurrection. And, and so you have to, even, even with ourselves, thinking of our own bodily resurrections, you have to begin with death and not be afraid of it, right? You have to know that that because of the sin that is in the world, the fallen nature, the the old church word concupiscence, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because of the, the the failure of us to of, of our forefather, Adam and Eve, to keep that law and our inability to do the same, we will die. There's just no way around it. But we don't focus on the death. We look for the hope of the resurrection, right? So much so that even even our language as Christians, right? When we talk about we preach Christ crucified, and sometimes we just stop right there. Yeah, and because we what we mean and what our hearers typically understand in the church is we preach Christ crucified and resurrected. And res- yeah, and raised from the dead. Raised from the dead. Right. We have this understanding in in I'm going to say in the Missouri Synod, but mm-hmm. Lutheranism in general, that when we speak of the crucifixion or the cross, we're not talking about just Good Friday, right. but we're talking about those three years of teaching. And and Good Friday, Monday, Thursday, certainly. We don't want to leave out Mandate, the command to take, eat, take, drink, because that is his body and his blood that he's given for us. Um, but we also include Easter morning and, 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 and the 40 days that come after that, right? And the ascension into heaven, right? And the promise, I will be with you till the ends of the age, right? That, that, that our Lord, even though he's, he's gone from our sight, he has not deserted us, nor has he left us, and nor will he ever. Amen. What do you think? Do you think the average listener out there ever hears the term resurrection apart from its churchly definition, apart from the biblical vocabulary? Is that a word that we use in the world? Like, I, I can't even think off the top of my head. Like, When else do we use this language? Well, uh, you know, I, I think it, 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 pertinent to the time of year, maybe, is um, zombie movies. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Let's 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 play some games here. Yeah. Um, because quite often, quite often, you think of zombies as resurrection, right? Or or in in you and I are probably too young to honestly say this, but but Frankenstein's monster, right? right. <laughs> it's alive. He, he brings the monster back to life, right? He right. he's raised it from the dead, and I don't know that resurrection is um, a term that we hear, but raised from the dead certainly is. Yeah, or brought back from the dead, or like, brought yeah. back from the yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and you know, you see, oh, man, this is, I just it, realized it, this is a great topic for this. I mean, we're dealing with Halloween, right? We're right up, yeah, we're right yeah, up no, on this time of year. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Talking about the reformation, but, um, <laughs> it's right. uh, yeah, next week would be the, the all saints and, and all hollows Eve. There we go. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, it's in our pop culture, this idea of being brought back from the dead. Um, you know, and certainly in, in other, um, uh, what I want to say in other, in other faith teachings, other hetero, heterodox isn't the word I want. I'm, I'm struggling a little bit here with the term I'm looking for, but you know, like in, in the, in some of the Indian, um, oh, cultures, sure. you have the concepts of, of reincarnation, uh-huh. um, which sometimes people get confused with resurrection, especially in, in, um, New Age Christianity, if you will. Sure. Um, they tend to tie those things of energy and spirit together and, and, and try to make connections between a bodily resurrection and a reincarnation. And our resurrection is not a reincarnation. It's not a, a, the Indian concept of reincarnation is you come back as somebody else or something else. And that's not what we have. We come back as us. You know, on the last day, Ty will be here. Uh, yeah. Pastor Sutton will be here. Um, our children will return, raised from the dead. And every every one of them, whether they're in Christ or not, right? That's that's the scary thing. But the hope we have is in is in um, in the resurrection into Christ. In fact, um, Saint Peter pulls one here in in his letter. He says, um, um, "Blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. According to the great mystery, He has caused us to be born again. Right? We've already been." reborn in the waters of baptism, born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, and kept in heaven for you. Mm. And I think that's that's a big thing right there. It's kept in heaven for you. Uh, until the flesh dies, you don't have access to it. You know, it's it's like, and in, in, in Jesus uses this comparison in one of his, I can't remember, but but the, the resurrection is a gift that we've been given by God that we don't we, we have possession of, and yet we can't have like like a young man who has an inheritance from his family, but until his father has passed from this world, he can't receive that inheritance, right? Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, that you're um, making me think as you were reading that. I was looking this up real quick. Uh, I had to get the right language. Uh, this was making me think of Formula of Concord, Epitome, Article One. I know. Listeners are like, what? What are we talking about? Um, <laughs> listen to this. This is what you're what you're saying. I think the damage is such the damage of sin, right, is yeah. such that only God alone, the Father, right, only God alone can separate human nature and the corruption of this nature from each other. Yeah, this separation will take place completely through death at the resurrection, when the nature which we now have will rise and live eternally without original sin, separated and severed from it. As it is written in Job 19, verses 26 and 27, I will be covered in my own skin, my own, like you said, right? Not a not a new body, not a different no. vessel or something, but my own skin. My, it gets better. And in my flesh, I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold. Exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> the whole deal right there. That's the whole deal right there. It isn't somebody else that will be there. It won't be another creature. It will be you yet sans sin, without sin, 
right? right. Without without those things that weigh you down um, and that tear you away from Christ, there will only be the the things that that you uh, that that God glorifies in, um, if you will. Um, oh man, I you know it's just a it's such a wonderful idea. This hope of the resurrection, you know, perfect bodies, right? Right. Um, you and I both wear glasses. And there are days I would like to get rid of them. And I don't know about you, but my eyes are beginning to show my age. And there's oh. lines in my glasses now. <laughs> they're talking about multiple lines in my glasses. Um, you know, to, to be able to see with eyes of youth again, right? Right. And what you will see when you finally can see with those eyes. Oh, man. It's so much better than Perfect. anything you've ever beheld before, right? Yeah. This idea... Um, that the the new body well let's let's stop and, and go with this for a second the idea that my body mine this thing i know so well this thing that is starting to wear out as you just pointed out thanks brother this thing is, <laughs> is falling apart on me this one this one that i'm familiar with it's the one that will be resurrected oh man right this is this great. concept is so comforting so so uh, juicy. I just want to bite into it, this idea, and hold on to it forever. But it's it's not that common, I don't think, in our culture. No, right? I, I think that, um, especially in in the in the more secular oriented culture we have today, right. people think of death as 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 an end, right? That's it. Um, and, and and I think we dishonor ourselves and we dishonor God when we do that. Um, I know you, you have spent time in the parish as, as, as I am. And, and, you know, how many times when you approach a, a funeral where, where grandma Schmedlap will say, I give credit <laughs> to my, to my brother, pastor Jerebeck, as I use that term, but grandma Schmedlap is, is, uh, has died and her children come, uh, to arrange the funeral, but they don't go to church anymore. They're not involved in the, in the life of the church. And they say, well, you know, can't we just, can't we just bury her and be done? We don't have to have the big service in the church. We don't want to, or if we're going to have a service in the church, let's make it about grandma Schmedlap and not about Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's so much hope that comes out of our scriptures. There's so much life that's given to the people who are there uh, it, it, receiving Christ, even in a simple sermon at a, at a, at a funeral, uh, so much hope can be given in that resurrection, in that promise of life everlasting. Uh, now, it's, it's not always hope because maybe there's been some problems or some issues and, and maybe it has to be a warning. Um, but, but when there's a life lived in Christ, there's so much hope and, and, and uh, concern, compassion, uh, restoration, um, strengthening that can come from that, that promise of the resurrection that, that yet though grandma Schmedlap is gone yet in Christ, we will be together again on the last day, yep. you know? Amen. That's right. Okay. You know, I think our, our culture, I, and I know we, we end up using that word like this, just this blanket, but you know, our society, our people, our culture, they don't even realize the hope they're going without that they don't have, right? Yeah. We, we are so, well, as scripture would talk about, you know, the unbeliever follows his, his gut, right? His belly. He's just from meal to meal to meal, you know, whatever is, 
is uh, you know interesting right this second. This is what I need to worry about. We're like we're like animals, and we just we just go according to what's going to feed the belly. This is this is how the yeah. unbeliever works, and, and, and that's a very crass way of saying it, but it's honest. They don't it's understand true. that. How what can you, you know? With, go ahead. You haven't been taught. Yeah. Right. How right. Can you know. Yeah. What are you going to do when your last day comes and you have no hope? You have nothing to eat. You don't even have a framework with which to approach that event in your life. It's just, oh, well, here it is. Like you said, when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. You know, think of your, think Mm. of your childhood. I don't know. I I think every kid has a a goldfish or a turtle (laughs) or a uh, a gerbil or hamster or a dog or a cat i grew up in wyoming um, lizards lizards all right all right yeah. not my thing the other things too the other things too but don't forget lizards on that list yeah and curate dryer with his with his spiders um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> speaking of halloween yeah that's right but but we uh but but you know what's what happens when when the fish dies or the lizard dies right you you flush it down the toilet or maybe maybe some family has taken bury it in the yard but but that's it. You're told that's it. They're dead. They're gone. That's the end, right? And and we transition that thinking. I I believe we, so often we transition that thinking from our pets into our family. And oh, like sure. you say, they die and that's it. There is nothing more because they don't know, right? How can they know if they haven't been told? And 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 how will they be told if nobody preaches? <laughs> Amen. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a break. Um, okay. Find out what else is going on here at KFUO.org. And when we get back, we're going to find out about the other side of that coin. People who do believe everyone's going to heaven when they die. They just don't know what that looks like. We'll talk about that in just a second. You're talking with me, the Reverend Tyrell Bramwell and Pastor David Sutton. We'll be right back. The members of Grace Lutheran Church in Wellsville, Missouri, welcome you to join them for Sunday school and adult Bible class on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock, followed by the divine service at 10 o'clock. Holy Communion is celebrated the first, third, and fifth Sundays. For more information about Grace, contact the church office at 573-684-2106 or visit our website, graceinwellsville.com. Also, check us out on Facebook. All right, we're back. It is good to be with you talking about the resurrection of Christ after his crucifixion. As our guest, Pastor Sutton, told us so well, we can't have the resurrection without the crucifixion. Now, when we talk about resurrection, we are, we are bringing with us this idea that Christ died. This is what you must do before you can be raised from the dead. You must die. And so when we talk about resurrection, we're talking about the gospel. We're talking about Jesus Christ in the tomb for a time, and then raised to where that tomb is now empty. And he is the first fruits of the dead. We being the latter harvest, we will be raised from the tomb as well. Before the break, Pastor Sutton was telling us about, and we were talking about how many in our culture today, they tend to see death as that final of all finals, the the ultimate finality, that when you're dead, you're gone and that's it. Good show, nice run, give it your all. But like everybody else in this place, they couldn't get out alive. But there's another, there's another shoe 
If that's the left foot, there's also a right foot. And that is that, you know, just by virtue of being a human, by virtue of existing, that when you die, well, you must go somewhere happy. You must go to a good place, a better place. After all, this place sucks. Can I say that on the air? I don't know. This place is awful. It is full of sin. And even if you don't recognize original sin, even if you don't recognize the language of sin and redemption and justification, if you don't speak like this, if you don't have a Christian worldview, you still know this place hurts. That living this life, however many years of life you get, that it's one of suffering. And so when you die, you must go somewhere better. This is the other shoe. Pastor Sutton, how do we deal with this idea that all dogs go to heaven? Wow. That was, you know, I, as I'm listening to you intro us back in here, <laughs> I, I'm almost pushed. Um, I was almost pushed to go further in Matthew 16 from today's devotion. Do it. Which has nothing to do with what you were asking about, but it's it's taking up the cross and following Jesus and that suffering, right? Amen. Um, yeah. that, that our suffering is is an example of his suffering, and the suffering we have is so much less than what what he suffered. You know, he he suffered the um, uh, the the the, the uh, loss of connection with the Father. He he suffered he suffered that loneliness, which we don't. Um, but all dogs go to heaven. You know, that is <laughs> that is kind of the 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 culture's way of handling death, right? Oh, mom, mom, dad, grandma Schmedlap again. Yeah, well, hold she on. Was Pause a, for a second. Yeah. Where did that name come from? That's, it's a mouthful. Uh, no, my uh, one of my good friends and a mentor, uh, <laughs> Pastor Jerabek, um, he he coined. I don't know if he's the coiner of that term, but he loves in his sermons to use Grandma Schmedlap because he, I think he feels it's safe. There's nobody. There's nobody named, named Schmedlap. <laughs> Makes sense. Although you okay. know, in this world, who knows? Sure. Um, and if there is a if there is a grandma Schmedlap in our listeners out there, please forgive me. I, I, I mean you no offense, Grandma Schmedlap. And if you I, are out there, I want you to comment somewhere. Send me a DM yeah. on Instagram or Facebook or go to TyrellBramwell.com and this is a great this is a great plug. Thanks. Get go to TyrellBramwell.com and use the contact form and tell me your name. Make sure you include your last name because that's what's important. I want to know who you are. Uh, brother, you were talking about how everybody, <laughs> you know, Grandma Schmetlap dies no matter who she is. Yeah. What were you going to say? And she was such a good person. Yep. She did such good things that she's got to be someplace wonderful. Heaven. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and so we seek, in, in a secular sense, we seek that peace with God. Um, but we seek to fulfill it on our own terms, don't we? Mm. Right? We don't. We don't want to place our hope in anywhere but in ourselves, um, which is which is kind of the rub, kind of the problem. Um, you know, this is this is what what um, this is what Paul says here in in First Corinthians fifteen. He says, "For I delivered to you first as first importance what I also received, that Christ died for." our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to cephas which is of course saint peter and then to the 12 and then appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time most of whom are still alive though some have fallen asleep and then to james and all the apostles and last of all to one as untimely born which is paul speaking himself he appeared also to me for I am the least of the apostles. 
But this is this is this is it. This is what the called workers of the church, the, the, the pastors of the church, the shepherds are given to preach. We have no message to share, but you can't do it. Christ did it. And that's where your hope is, right? So we don't have to worry about whether Grandma Schmedlap was good enough, whether her, her oatmeal cookies were tasty enough, <laughs> whether her apple pies were the ones that, that we die over to get at the pie auction. Um, we just we just have to trust, and, and, and that trust is already given to us. That's the great thing. In Christ, it, it, it's given to us in the waters of baptism, right? Their faith is instilled in us. Their Christ's Holy Spirit resides in us from that from that great, great and wonderful gift. And in us, the dead is made alive, right? That's what that's what First Peter was saying is that we've already been given this gift, right? We've already we've already received this promise that we have in Christ Jesus. And so, so like Paul, we are the lowest of the low, the worst sinners, and yet still Christ looks upon us and gives us that hope. But our, our world doesn't want to rely on Christ. It wants to rely on itself, wants to rely on, in today's day and age, I, I, I dare say, wants to rely on our government, mm. um, which is a whole nother topic. I, I, I don't want to go wandering down that path. I can't believe, just a comment real quick, and I'll get probably shot out 5,000 times, Uh-oh. but... I can't believe we still trust in our government. Is it, has well, anybody else experienced 2020? Does anybody else know what's going on in this in this year? Go on. Let's go somewhere else. Well, you know what? I was talking to another brother of ours, Pastor Herzberg, over in Minnesota today. I was asking him how much snow he got um, because we're in the same snow belt that he is. Ah. And uh, today, and this dates this show a little bit, but uh, this week, uh, Minnesota in October, uh, he's just south of the Twin Cities. They received, I think he said, eight or nine inches of snow, right? Wow. And and you're you're a Western boy, so yeah. that doesn't mean a whole lot to you. And um, <laughs> but for but, October, I mean, for October, pretty... right? We're not supposed to get deer to, snow till closer to deer season in Wisconsin, which is yeah. the week of, of of the High Holy Day of Thanksgiving. Um, but you know, and we got three inches here. But I was teasing him. Somebody said to me the other day, "It's 2020. Are you sure that's not asbestos falling out of the sky, Pastor?" <laughs> You know, it's just, this has been a year, right? Kids, put your tongues back in your mouth. Don't open your mouth. Kids, stop that. (laughs) Well, you're not supposed to anyway because the snow's dirty, right? Oh, right, right. But we all do it. You're no fun, Pastor. Um, But but there you have it. We put our hope in in things outside of ourselves. Uh, Rather, we put hope in, we, we do put hope in things outside ourselves, but not in the right things, right? We put, we put our and we put our trust in in our in our wealth, uh, in our in our house, in our clothing, uh, in our possessions. Um, sometimes even in in our spouses or our children, um, but not in Christ. It, it, it's so hard as a as a as a world because our natural self fights against the idea of Christ. Why fights is that? that yeah. Why do we have huh? such a problem with Jesus? Yeah. Well. We want Jesus on our own terms, right? right? Yeah. We want Jesus. There's a there's another book a guy wrote out there somewhere um, uh, that that has has hit the shelves and and most of your listeners have probably heard of it. With the with the real Jesus, please stand up. I think is the name of the title. Now, yeah. you remember who the author of that uh, is? Yeah, I, Reverend Matt Richard, I think. Richard. It's Matt Richard. Okay. Yeah, Richard. Okay. Um, and and uh, it, it's a good book because it goes through 
all the different Jesuses that we tend to find in the world, the, the, the coach or the Pez dispenser or the great gift giver. Um, and we, 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 we don't simply take Jesus at his word, right? I'm trying to bring this back to what I said earlier, but yeah. Paul says, this is what I delivered to you, right? What I handed over to you. Um, I, I can't remember the number of times in, in seminary that you and I both sat in lectures where we heard paradidomy. <laughs> right, the traditioning of the handing over. Right, you know, love it. Give these things, right? Right, you're laughing as you say that, I, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I heard it a lot, but I love it. I mean, that whole idea of being traditioned, ha- having it handed over—it's uh, a whole other show topic. But yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, but that's where the hope comes from. It comes in that in that giving over of of those things that that are not ours to have that we have to rely on on. Um, on other things, you know, and I, even in Jesus's time, there were skeptics. Um, right. The concept of the resurrection had been around for a long time, um, but in the in the same gospel as as Jesus is talking about his death and resurrection here in the twenty second chapter of Matthew, the Sadducees come asking about the resurrection. Right? They were doubting in their day. The same day the Sadducees came to him, who say that there is no resurrection, and asked him the question. Um, if and then he go, they go into a whole thing about a man dying who has no children and, and widows and 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 remarrying seven seven husbands and all of that. I, without even going into that, um, even in Jesus's time, the resurrection was in doubt um, by certain people. Um, and 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 we always kind of paint the Sadducees with a with a dark brush when we're preaching and teaching because they're doubters. They're they're outside the gospel. Right. They 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 had they had the law and the prophets. They had Moses, Moses and the, and the prophets, but they they didn't have the Messiah, the Christ. Um, and I think our society is that way today. We would rather just rely on ourselves. And, and is it and just not too far fetched? So, is, it, is it too too much for us to conceive? I mean, this is the ultimate miracle, right? This is the ultimate reversal of what we see all the time. We talked about Job and seeing the Lord with our own eyes. Well, yeah. this is that phrase, right? I believe it when I see it. We, exactly. we don't see resurrections. Like we talked about in the first segment, you know, maybe we talk about them in a sort of zombie terms or, or if we resuscitate somebody, you know, in a hospital yeah. re- resuscitation, but we don't really talk yeah. about he's been dead three days and he got up out of the tomb. It's that's, right. that's, fairy tale stuff that that make believe stuff that doesn't happen yeah we've seen it in the church where we're like the the narrative of lazarus in the tomb becomes nothing more than a moral story Mm -hmm. to teach us lessons because that can't happen right um and i and i think especially uh, especially modern secular thinking um we're we're I don't want to say we're so oriented on science, but we, we, we go into science um, in such a way that it displaces faith. Yeah, right? well said. Um, if, if you go back to the Middle Ages, the beginning of science, if you will, um, the scientist's job was not to, to dislocate the scriptures or dislocate God um, from nature, from the world, um, but rather to find God in the world, right? Uh, to, to find and explain his, his uh, majesty and his glory. 
um, through science, right, to discover more about God uh, through science. But um, we've we've come up with so many people that they that that are are, are willing uh, to turn away from Scripture and towards man's. And I think it's an easy path, to be honest, um, because it's in our fallen nature. Yep. It's in our fallen nature to turn away from the scripture. And we get that warning, Paul to Timothy, maybe? Is that where it's at, where he, he's talking about in, in the end times, they will venture off into myths and, and uh, right. uh, legends and, and, and all these fictitious, fictitious that things. That itching right? ear thing. The itching right? ear, yeah. And, and yeah. That's, uh, that's been happening. Obviously, we've been living in the end times since the ascension. And yeah. people have been wandering off into myths. Call it science. Call it data. Call it uh, Grimm's Brothers fairy tale. Call it whatever you want. Yeah. Um, call it Hinduism, call it Islam, call it, you know, whatever. But because, you know, and I think when coming back around to Hindu and Islam a little bit, I think everybody, I think everybody seeks some kind of peace with God because they know that death comes Uh right throughout. There's just, everybody knows, right? The, the old adage, the only two things that are sure in this world are death and taxes, taxes, right? right? We're not going to talk about taxes, but let's talk about death. Um, it's certain. And so we, in, in Romans 1, Paul points out that, that, that everybody knows there's a God. There's something out there. You look at the world around you, and, and even, even an atheist winds up believing in some kind of higher authority, even if it is their own intellect as that higher authority. And so you 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 wind up trying to find a way in which you can appease that higher authority um, so that when you die, that higher authority is satisfied with you, right? Yeah. And and um, that's the fulfilling of the law. And all of these all of these other faiths teach law, right? Um, they all teach, do this, and you will live. Even even Jesus, when the young man comes to him and says, says, um, how do you inherit the kingdom of heaven? Jesus says, well, keep the law. And he says, well, I've done this all my life. I've done. I've never had a, committed adultery or murdered anybody or stolen anything. And Jesus says, well, then f- sell everything you have and come follow me. Um, and he takes it as law. Thou must do this in order in order to. Uh, to be saved, when when the simple truth is, all we have to do is be baptized into Christ and receive that which is being delivered over to us. Tradition, we're back to tradition. <laughs> and and it's interesting because we go from this here it is, black and white, given to us from the Lord. We have His Word, we have His promise. It's all Him, not us. And yet we we choose to want to live in the all me but not Him, which is unattainable, and which which gets us to this idea that. I want to choose what my heaven's like. I want to yeah. choose who it's populated with. You know, the people yeah. I like and, and the people I don't like, well, they're not there. They're in their own happy place, but it's in a, it, there's, a, there's a chasm between my happy place and their happy place. And it cannot yeah. be breached. You know, Lazarus is over there. Me and Abraham, we're chilling out over here. Or if I don't like yeah. Abraham, he's going to go join Lazarus and, and me and you know, Dan Marino are going to be over here or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so we, we end up in this very postmodern subjective, like we talked about at the beginning of the segment. You know, everybody, including Grandma Schmidlap, 
I think I said yeah. that right. <laughs> mid lab. If if we're good people, we made good cookies. People liked us. We obviously went to heaven. We go to heaven. We kind of got off of that, didn't we? But but this is the idea. But no, we're, we've been talking. Yeah, we kind of we're wrapping it around. The idea yeah. then is: Does Scripture? And this is going to be a good way to wrap this segment up and go into the next one. Does Scripture give us concrete language of what heaven is? We, now we know it, it. It tells us it's resurrection. It's bodily, and we maybe we should talk a little bit more about that too when we come back. It's physical, um, but is it any more than that? What do we know about heaven? Let's talk about that just after the break. We're, we'll pause right here, and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about the concrete of heaven and uh, all of that good stuff when we get back. You're listening to Cross Defense here on KFU.org. I'm with Pastor David Sutton. And you know me, my voice by now, Tyrell Bramwell. It's a pleasure to be here. Don't go away. We are back. The USA is the third largest mission field in the world, and church planning is one of the most effective means of making new disciples, new missions to new people in new places. Get ready to plow the fields. Check out the Mission Field USA podcast produced by the LCMS Office of National Mission. You can find it at kfuo.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Another break. I hope you heard something great coming out of KFUO that you could tune into when you're not listening to me. Gas off about, uh, well, now... My favorite topic will be Grandma Schmidtlap. Uh, at least she'll be my favorite character in all my examples. And I will remember to credit Pastor Sutton, but he'll have to remember to credit whoever he got it from. And that's just how that's going to play out because I can't remember who he got it from. And uh, I, don't, I don't need to know. But uh, <laughs> thanks for that, David. Thanks for giving me something. I, awesome. I used to always say Schmidtke. But uh, there's probably there, there might actually be a grandma Schmidt. But actually, Schmidtke sounds like a possibility. That, yeah, and I like your reasoning there. That uh, this this is a pretty safe name to go with. Uh, <laughs> before the break, we're talking about uh, we're bringing it back around, talking about how people make up their own version of heaven all the time, and it's their own coping mechanism. It's their own way of dealing with it, and it's all completely fictitious. Fictitious? Yeah, I can speak. Fictitious. 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 Yeah. A couple extra. Yeah, letters there. Syllables Another there. syllable. Uh, <laughs> but it's all to make up their own comfort, as you were doing such a great job of telling us and showing us that we end up wanting it always our way. I want Jesus on my terms, you said, right? That it's, we, we actually wouldn't have a problem with Jesus if we could make him to be just like me. If Jesus was like Ty Bramwell, man, this would be a great place to be. But unfortunately... As we all know, or Christians know, hopefully my listeners out there know, if Jesus was like me, if your Jesus was like you, we would actually be up the creek without a paddle. There would be no hope. There, there would be no happy place to go to because your Jesus would be a sinner. He'd be a failure. He, and he would not deliver the goods. He would not have brought the kingdom of heaven to bear. Okay, so that was the conversation before the break. We were talking about that idea of people making up their own heavens for their own comfort. And, and I don't want to, please, listener, I don't want you to think that I don't have a heart within this chest of mine. It's because I have a heart that I'm even talking like this. I, having done many funerals, as Pastor Sutton was saying, having, having dealt with people at the end of life, my heart breaks 
every single time I have to see someone going to death's door without a frame of reference, without hope, without the certainty of Christ, without knowing what's on the other side, and this idea of just coddling them and allowing them to make believe something that's not true is not helpful. I know we like to do that in our world today. We, we think, well, just coddle the person. Just tell them they're good no matter what. Just, just make, make them feel happy. That's not the answer. And so that's why we're talking about this, because I do have a heart, and you have one, and I want your heart to be filled with Jesus so that it isn't a black pit of sin, and so you actually do get to go to heaven with all the other dogs. All right, so to do this, let's uh, take a look real quick at the Apostles' Creed, because we I, I kind of teased before the break that we we're going to talk about this idea of what Scripture says heaven really is like, what the church has been confessing for centuries. We know about the resurrection of the body. We know what life will look like on after the last day, after the resurrection. And there's a little clue at the end of the Apostles' Creed, also in the Nicene Creed, but just go to the, the Apostles' Creed. It's a little shorter, a little easier to handle. It's a little clue, which is really what we've been talking about this whole time. We hear in the third article, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Okay, so we, we got resurrection of the body language and that resurrection of the body is everlasting, not ending. Okay, so we're off to a good start. Let me also read to this, and, and I promise, Pastor Sutton is still on the line. I will give him a chance to talk. Just let me get my intro going here, and I'm going to get us on, on, uh, you know, on the same wavelength. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, dear listener. Let me know what you're thinking uh, as we talk about this stuff. Send us some messages and comments and interact with us here because this is good stuff. We're all growing. We're equipping the mind and uh, comforting the soul. This is from the Formula of Concord, Solid Declaration, Article 1 on Original Sin. This is where this comes up, this idea of the resurrection of the body because sin has corrupted the body. But listen to this. Concerning the article of the resurrection, Scripture testifies that this very substance of our flesh, albeit without sin, will rise, and that we will have and retain this soul, albeit without sin, in eternal life. If there were absolutely no difference at all between our corrupted body and soul and original sin, it would follow against this article of the Christian faith, either that this flesh of ours would not rise in the last day, and that in eternal life we would not have this essence of our body and soul, but rather another substance or another soul, because we will be without sin, or that even sin would rise and remain in the elect in eternal life. You catch that, that sin too would, be, would rise. That's, they're saying against this idea that that sin will not be resurrected with your body, but your body, your very body, the one you know so well and have right now, it will be resurrected. From this, it is clear that this teaching that says that perhaps your sin would rise and other errors must be rejected since it contends that teaches and teaches that original sin is the very nature, substance, essence, body, or soul of the corrupted human being. It teaches that there is absolutely no difference between our corrupted nature, substance, or essence, and original sin itself. For the chief articles of our Christian faith give strong and powerful testimony why a distinction should and must be maintained between and blah, 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 blah. We keep going on. So the idea, though, is your soul that you have right now and your body that you have right now, they will be resurrected apart from sin. 
without the corruption of sin. So we have an idea when we talk about heaven, when we think about Pastor Sutton's Grandma Schmidtlap, I'm going to forget her name before the show's over. <laughs> uh, when we think about people who are, you know, going to heaven, we don't have to conjure up this, this our own version of what that's like. We already have an idea. Pastor Sutton, you want to maybe take the, the reins a little bit? I'm tired of hearing my own voice. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about this idea. Tell us what you're thinking as you he heard me rambling on. I just, you know, during the break, we were looking at our catechisms a little bit, and, and I just popped on to the page before we were talking about with okay. 1 Corinthians 15. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Um, I it just, man, maybe that's just an aside. But, you know, so we, we create in our own hearts and minds this image of of being a good person and of heaven being this place right um and and those who are who are who are not i'm going to say of the body i think that's a fair word i'm i'm speaking in the way that paul speaks i think um those who are not of the body um have to do this for themselves because they don't have it but in the body we have the scripture hmm. and and we already have that certainty we can see um, what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have to create it for ourselves. Um, and I think that's the blessing. We, we know from Scripture what heaven's going to be like. We've, now, we don't, I, you know, I can't tell you what the exact texture of an oak tree is going to be and what colors its leaves are going to be. <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I can't tell you um, whether, whether in the reincarnation, or not reincarnation, there I go, off into Indian theology. <laughs> it was fresh in our mind. Let's That's all go all right. to nirvana. Um, <laughs> in the resurrection, they both start with an R. That's the problem. And in with a son. Uh, yeah. In the, in, the, in the resurrection, I can't tell you whether, whether my beard will stay gray or if, if I'm going to have the physique of a 25-year-old again. Um, God willing, that would be nice. Um, but whatever it is, it, it will be perfect. Um, you know, Isaiah gives us an image um, in, in his text. He, he gives an image. The sun shall be no more your light by day, nor brightness shall the moon give you light. But the Lord will be your everlasting light. Your God will be your glory. Right? We don't, we don't have to, we don't have to create a, a, a heaven that's made of, pink seas and, and red lollipop trees. Um, we, well, but Put that's the L, a lot of... LSD needs to be put back on the shelf. Get rid of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy uh, can stay in the sky with diamonds, but that's not heaven. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> but, you know, even, even Paul in Romans says the whole creation waits with eager longing um, for right, this. Right. For this revealing... And, and, and I think that's why those outside the body um, create their own imagery and try to create their own place to be, because we all want that. We all seek that peace with God again, as I, yeah. as I spoke. But that peace really comes through faith, right? That's right. And, and then by faith, we see, we see what heaven's going to be like, um, not, with, not with our eyes, um, but with that spirit that's been given to us. I think it's, you, you talked about people, you know, outside the body. And 
it does creep in because we don't talk about it enough. I think, you know, we, we do get mixed up and, and cloudy in our own because we live in a sea of people who believe falsely. We got to be honest about yeah. that, right? Our culture is not this dead orthodox, straight thinking sort of you know culture. We're yeah. we're 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 bobbing up and down in a sea of crazy. If we want to be you know, frank, you know. Yeah, even within our beloved synod. And then it comes in, uh, yeah. So then it comes in, you know, the water's getting in the boat. You know, yeah. it's it's getting nuts out yeah. there. I think it's helpful, and maybe you maybe you could chime in on this too. And listeners as well, let me know what you think. Um, to talk about heaven and the resurrection of the body, um, what all that looks like after the last day, in terms of what things look like today. And I, I really appreciate the inklings on this, and that my mind goes back to C.S. Lewis and these kind of guys, because they do some great writing on helping us imagine. Right Here we go with exciting our imagination, part of this show. Um, but this idea that... Well, and this is biblical, right? Let's just actually go straight to the Bible. That what we're looking forward to is not a uh, un- incorporeal spirit place, but it is a new heaven, yes, like yeah. the heavens above, and a new earth. God, and this is the part that the inklings like to talk about, um, and, and even Lutheran writing, writers do as well, God likes to use his creation. I'd say we probably do it even better now that I'm thinking it through. God works through means, right? He, he loves his creation. Even, even the corrupted creation he still cares for, which is why we have the gospel right after the fall, so that when we have broken this creation, and, and you had said, Pastor Sutton, about um, all of creation is longing, groaning for the redemption of, of the body, of, 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 of the fall, of sin, yeah. right? Um, God hasn't just said, okay, I made that, it's broken, you know, that snow globe, I can't glue it back together, all the water's leaking out, it's, I'm just going to throw it in the trash and I'll build a new one. No. Yeah. He says, this snow globe, though it is broken, this is the one I made. This is the one I care about. I am going to patch it up. In fact, I'm going to repair it so well that when I'm done, it's going to look like a whole new snow globe, but it's still going to have snow globe features, right? It's still going to be recognizable. Yeah. It, 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 we're not looking for a new creation that, that is different from what was. Remember, right. in, 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 in the creation, in the first six days, God created all things and they were good. And, and we had man and woman and we had plants and we had a garden and, and Adam was given the purpose of caring for the garden, right? It didn't have thorns, Right. It, it, it didn't have thistles. It didn't have weeds. Um, the plants were, I, I believe, the plants were far more uh, nutrient filled than our plants today, which is why we didn't have the need to eat meats necessarily. Um, you know, and I think that's what it is, is this this whole resurrection thing, the whole new heavens and new earth are going to be perfect, except uh, that in the middle of this we see in Isaiah's account and we see it in the Revelation account too, if I remember right. Um, in the middle of this is the city of God. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's right. And, and, and I can't even begin in, in, in my sinful physical form today to comprehend what that will be like. Um, and yet I know the pieces of it because I can look at the, at the parts of creation that we're in now that are, that are pleasing to God 
mm-hmm. um, and and see those things, right? Um, the things that are not death, the things that are not pain, the things that are not suffering. Um, those are the things that are pleasing to God. Um, you know, even even on even on. And, and, and that idea of, of a corporeal existence versus a non-corporeal existence, mm-hmm. that, 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 that we aren't just some kind of energy, right? That's another, another paradigm of this right. afterlife that comes out in secular thinking, that, that we're some energy that just returns somewhere. Right. Um, right. We, we, are, we, are, we are certainly the sum of our experiences, but even those experiences that were hard for us, difficult, that we that we endured by faith, will be cast away and won't be remembered anymore. There seems um, to be this prevalent. Not sorry to cut you off. Uh, I think no, I've done it a couple times now. But uh, there seems to be this this prevalent idea of uh, disdain for the body across all cultural uh, people groups and faith, or, you know, origins and stuff. It seems like we all have a problem with the flesh. Now, isn't that a, an idea that goes back even to the Gnostics? Yeah, thank you. for. That's where I was going to take us. I was going to ask you about that so you can yeah. bring that up. That's right. Uh, this idea yeah. that the flesh is bad. And that goes, you know, this, is, this is the good news, right? This is the gospel because everybody in the world has a problem with the flesh, it would seem, because it's the flesh that we wrestle with. It's the flesh that breaks down. And we can't really, yeah. you can't really measure the, the uh, see, physical, it's the wrong language, the the spirit in the same way you can measure the physicality, like your, your eyes are breaking down. Like you said, with your bifocals, uh, how do you, how do you measure that sort of deterioration of the soul? It's harder to do, right? It's harder to pin down. So we, we end up placing the soul in this place of like, well, that's a good thing. If it wasn't for this blasted body of mine, right. But, and this is why I said, this is the gospel because what does Paul tell us? And you took us to first Corinthians 15 already. But let me read this part of it because this is the good stuff right here that has to do with the new earth and the new heavens. In yeah, uh, Starting at verse 50, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable, this breaking down body, inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, as Pastor Sutton had read, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we shall be changed for this perishable body must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? And we could go on. But that's the idea, right? This whole idea, the resurrection of the body brings hope because you're going to have a body and it's going to be perfect. We've got about 20 seconds, Pastor. Wrap us, wrap us up. Wow, 20 seconds, okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is it. This is it. This is the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, is, is that beautiful thing that you just gave us right at the end, that we have been in Christ Jesus, we have the promise of life everlasting in him, this resurrection, this new life, perfect in every way, without sin, death, or hell. Amen. You've been listening to Cross Defense with Pastor Sutton, our guest from Wisconsin, and I am your host, Reverend Tyrell Bramwell. Come back next Monday. We'll talk some more. And God's blessings to you between now and then. Cross Defense is a production of KFUO Radio. Find past episodes and support Cross Defense at KFUO.org.